Uh, hello, welcome to the Rigor Zone. Um, we're back. Sorry for the song break and releases, but we're back to releasing. Eh, I'm not that sorry. Um, <laughs> I literally feel no remorse. Yeah. <laughs> Always leave them one and more, even though we clearly shouldn't. I'm Dylan. Say your name, fuckers. Come on. I'm Kayla. I'm the first fucker. Ha! Yeah. I'm Evan. Fucker number two. Awesome. <laughs> Fucker number three, where you at? That's me. I'm Mickey. I'm fucker number three. There we go. Um, and Max. I am Max, and I'm the Fuckatrix 10,000. Yeah, we, we're, <laughs> we're funny machines. Have you guys ever heard of this cartoon called Steven Universe? Yeah, I want to talk about it tonight. There. Is that kind of like Edit Nettie? Oh my god, I just thought about the Edit no! Nettie thing again. Oh my yes! god, it still exists. I'm going to Google it right now. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Edit Nettie for yeah. We're not going back there. Not even using the incognito window. It still exists. This <laughs> wow. There's a lot. I just Googled it. It didn't get deleted. <laughs> this is why you ask your parents permission before you go on the internet. Um, anyways, okay. Okay, so Stephen and Greg are in the in the, are in the van, and there's some foreshadowing on the TV, and Stephen's like, I'm going to take a nap, and Greg's like, I... When he wakes up and he's crying. I also wake up crying a whole bunch. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. a pussy for a whole episode. I just bought a, I just bought a The Smiths record, and even that was like, whoa, dude, you were bumming <laughs> me out. Like, <laughs> Evan's just the glass bones and paper skin guy from SpongeBob. That's right. His life is constant agony. So Steven's asleep, and he's like, oh, man, all these flowers, and then he's crying more, and then Connie's like, fucking book. <laughs> so what did you guys think about that when that happened? Connie, like, in the table, it was so unnecessary. She just fucking hates me. I, I love Connie. I love a lot of things about Connie. This is my favorite thing about Connie. No, no, you know what we need? You know what the internet needs? What does it need? An AMV of Connie, and it's the Natalie Portman rap from SNL. Holy yes. shit, yes. <laughs> There's this little drawing, and they look at it, and then they're like, Amethyst, do you know what this is? And then she's like, yeah, I do, psych. And they're like, oh, what? And then Pearl's got some nice Amethyst drawn hands. Amethyst has great hair. Everybody chimes in. Amethyst does have great hair, and no one's talking about it for some reason. I want to, I want to get to the point where we're just going to stop it chronologically. Garnet says oh, no, wait, 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 wait. Before we, before we yeah. smash past it, this is a cool episode, but I, uh, I think this is mostly, like... The, the character that really makes me feel a lot in this episode is Greg. Yes. Um, it's one of his very human episodes. Th this sure. is one of the best Greg moments on the whole show. He's got, well, he's, I think he's got two really good ones. Um, this is a Greg arc. Like, well, yeah, for, for sure. But, Out of all the bombs, this is very Greg heavy. So, so, you know, it starts when he's like, yeah, we didn't really talk about that stuff. You know, we kind of talked about everything. It really speaks to the kind of like real love that uh, Garnet, uh, not Garnet, wow, um, that uh, Greg and Rose had, where it's like we just talked about everything, like, like just whatever, comic books or movies or just sand, <laughs> you know, like, like because when you're uh, in a relationship that like that really matters, like that's the stuff you talk about. It's not all this like, oh, you know, they have this really unique relationship because of that, like. Greg is so good at being a person, and Rose is so good at being a gem, and they're both just so madly in love with the other that it... I mean, here's the thing that, like, I don't know if anyone's ever actually mentioned this, I know we certainly haven't, but, like, when you think about it, Greg and Rose's relationship, Rose was the fucking magic pixie dream girl. Like, oh, that's what she she's, was. She's literally magic, yeah. It probably started like that. I, I think the manic pixie dream girl is an interesting point, um... 
It's just like going into like, hey, what causes attraction relationships? You know, like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's bad to kind of have sort of an infatuation with a girl because of the you know the things you think she could be. But if you if you build a relationship off of the thing that you think she is, the prospect she is, the idea of her rather than actually her. Right, that's shitty. Like uh, I'm I'm sort of dating this uh, this girl right now who I'm like really into, and it sort of it started as like, oh man, this girl's so cool, and there were like a million million things she could have been because you know she's like she's really cool, and as I'm continuing to date her. The, the real things I'm finding out about her are the things I'm like, like, I'm really into that as well. You know, like, those are the things that, like, mean the most to yeah. me. Yeah. But she started as sort of like this, oh, man, whoa, like, who is that? Well, that's how a lot of relationships start, yeah, you know? Right. Like, like so, to harken back to uh, the Drew Barrymore and Hugh Grant uh, music and lyrics movie. Music and... <laughs> holy fuck, the music and lyrics reference of this 2017, the year yep. of our Lord? Yes, sir. <laughs> Wowee! <laughs> Jesus Christ, I thought only me and, like, <laughs> no one else had fucking seen that movie. I didn't even think Drew Barrymore saw that movie. <laughs> Holy shit. That's fucking crazy. I was full of surprises. <laughs> <laughs> Solid reference, my friend. So I really I really do want to talk about, like, Steven's freakout. Yeah, keep going. Sure, all right. Because, yeah, yeah, like, I, I have gone on the record as saying, like, I wanted what is essentially... Exactly this scene where Steven's just fucking had it. He's not like trying to be sensitive or consider about it. He's just like, I deserve this. Why the hell is everybody withholding this from me? This is not okay. Have I not earned this? And it is just like so cathartic yeah, after yeah. so long for him to have that moment. I just had a, I just had a thought though because I I had the the view every time I watched it. But okay, you know what? You're fourteen. Like, they're your guardians and your parents. Like, you know, sometimes you're not really meant to know certain things yet because you're not really mature enough yet to understand that they're doing the best they can. I think they're kind of right sometimes. A very fitting age for Steven to do this because, like, yeah. like I, very I, I kind of forgot yeah, for a hot but, yeah. minute that Steven is, in fact, like, 14. It's like, yeah, this is how a 14-year-old acts when his parents yeah, bullshit like- him. I don't know that this kind of arc could have happened any earlier in the series. You know, like, it's just, yeah. like, it's this point of maturity. That's why it's so pleasing, because it's like it came at the perfect time. Yeah, I agree. That's a natural part of growing up. Were you guys, I don't get the sense that any of us were uh, were rebellious kids, except maybe Dylan, because he's just a shitbag. But, no. <laughs> but, I, 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 want, I wanted to be mildly in, in high school. Like, I, I wasn't raging against the machine, I was just raging, period. <laughs> <laughs> I was a kind of a weird form of rebellious, where, like, if the rubric was, like, do it this way, I would be like, mm, I'm gonna do it a better way than how the teacher wants. Oh my god, Kayla, yeah. you are the lamest person I've oh ever met. I am. So, rebellion in, in teenagers is an interesting thing, because you want to, you know, you you like your parents, or at least you respect them in most cases, in some cases, in the the typical idea of rebellion, right? But you also are fighting to kind of become your own person, and, like, Break out, break the rules a little bit, and that's kind of what this one is. Um, yeah, and I think that's why I, I think Garnet understood that. She knows the kid has to rebel a little bit. Garnet knew obviously what was going to happen, and I think she let Stephen do it anyway. That's why she was there at all. Well, at the end of the at the end of the episode, she said that the future that she saw was was her going with Stephen, and then they all got captured. 
So yeah, so so she can't go. So yeah. catch twenty two. Yeah, yeah. It's like one of the rare times, I guess, when you neuter her, like because she's got like godlike omniscience to a point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Because you get to neuter Garnet a little well, bit. Well, future vision a pretty is obviously big such a fucking storytelling problem. Like, how did Garnet not prevent this from happening? Is a problem you have for every plot element. Everything this happened. Yeah, you have to figure out. Yeah, how would how did Garnet? I think the the one rule is: Does Garnet have all of the variables? Because if you were to be like. This is a totally new thing that Garnet, like, you had no way of predicting. There's no way of observing that, you know. It's a weird, I, I, it's a weird device, but I do like when, what they've done with it. Like, they, they, yeah, they, I mean, it, they keep it just powerful enough that it serves its purpose, but it's not like an Eagle's Lord of the Rings argument. Why doesn't she just do this all the time? <laughs> no, I think it is like that. I think it is precisely like that. Yeah, that's L- like the, the Lord of the Rings. Like, why the fuck around. didn't she just do that earlier? It's totally that. They also, you have to, like, right around it. Also, why the fuck didn't the Eagles just carry them the whole way? Someone, I still don't have an answer for that. Um, Moving so on. What did y'all think about Blue Diamond? What about that? I'm actually like really stoked about Blue Diamond. Blue Diamond. Like we we had um yes we had been teased about her design, and uh as as someone who likes to cosplay, it's really it's really frustrating <laughs> when you see like. During um, Stephen's birthday, when Garnet was the answer, um, when we just saw like basically her silhouette, it's like okay, that's not enough to go off of, you know. So oh, you yeah, just yeah, you yeah. just no, get that was, that was... she was really she was really well hyped. Yeah, she's very mysterious with the the pearl on her. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love her pearl. Oh god, and her pearl is, is her sad pearl. So quiet and tiny. Sad. And I if I if I had a type, it would be quiet tiny. So I absolutely <laughs> love design and like this has been made official uh, before mm-hmm. that. Blue Diamond's design was based on the works of Leiji Matsumoto, who made anime and manga. And I just like the fact that Sugar took direct inspiration from his art is like amazing because you can see like the way her eyes are sloped and the very long face. I absolutely love that's it. It's so cool. Yeah. That, that's the thing that makes her really special. Is she's so unique and distinct in like kind of the way she moves because she really feels sort of like this otherworldly presence, even within the established kind of like aesthetic of the gems and everything and she really does embody the emotion of sadness so much when the gem empire as a whole is all about like pride and conquest and these standards you don't get sad villains very much you don't and sad villains are kind of super amazing and it's not like she's a villain with like a sad backstory. She's just sad. Like, she can still, like, as we'll see in later episodes, she does have that bit of sternness that, you know, comes with being a diamond. Okay, well, okay, here's, here's a thought. Okay, so we're in era two now, so, like, Or paradox. here comes a thought. There's era one. And oh, another thought. Well, there's, uh, there's, era, so there's era one, which I guess is back when all this shit happened. But I wonder, like, like you know, the whole how old are the diamonds thing. I was, how old were they? Because I guess if you have a relationship with somebody that lasts, you know, a lifetime, you know, that's significant. But, like, what if it lasted, you know, like a billion lifetimes? Like, yeah. how old are the diamonds? Yeah. That, that I, her, her grieving might actually be, like, totally appropriate depending on how old they are. You know what I mean? Yeah, and our only other reference point um, is Yellow Diamond for, like, you know, what would be an appropriate... She's, like, to play with color, she's, like, black and white with Blue Diamond. And her atmosphere of, like, what she brings when she's on screen and the way she looks at, like, yellow and blue are, like not contrasting colors but like they are tertiary it's close yeah blue and yellow are vibrating compliments i don't see color so evan are you colorblind uh 
No, not actually. Oh, okay. I was going to say, this is a bad show for you if you're colorblind. <laughs> I, yeah. I, you know, actually, that's interesting. Is anyone, do, are any of our listeners colorblind? If you are colorblind and listen to the Ringo Zone, send us some fan yeah, mail. Yeah, send us We're putting yeah. up the colorblindness signal. This is actually a genuinely cool question. Like, if you are colorblind, message us and tell us, like, how does it affect, like, how you view the student universe? Oh, speaking speaking of things, Stephen uh, missed the the fourth wall break that Greg ushered him past. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what? I didn't like that joke no. so much. Explain your points. I thought it was cheap in this episode. I, it's <laughs> not like... It's not going to ruin the episode or anything for me. Evan, I actually kind of agree with you that I don't particularly like this fourth ball break. And like, ha I did it. I won. Congratulations. Uh, or, or are you going to win? I was about to argue afterwards, motherfucker. Uh, too late. Shit. I won. Yeah, you cock. But I, I feel like the fourth wall breaks uh, in Steven Universe thus far have been like really subtle and nuanced. And this one was just kind of Very like, or Uncle Grandpa. Like, it's just like really like ham fisted. Yeah, agreed. It feels like when you're watching the scene, the Crewniverse is just nudging your arm with their elbow really hard. Mm-hmm. It was about one and a half to three seconds of I'm not screen saying, time. Like, of I, that's what I'm saying. Like, it didn't ruin yeah, anything get it, for me. And that was it. So, yeah, no, I know that it didn't ruin it for you, but it's like, I also feel like it's like a joke that it's like, we're not worth overthinking no, it's a fourth of all break that isn't clever beyond it's like it, it was it was a throwaway it was eh. i got a i got a sensible chuckle out of see it. and i think i just think this was a bad episode it to do like it a on funny meta i don't i don't disagree like, with you evan you know. actually because it doesn't per se like break the flow but it kind of feels like somebody kind of pumped the brakes a little bit when they made that joke yeah it, it messed the flop just enough that you notice but it it didn't ruin the episode well this episode actually is really impressively paced because it doesn't ever it does not feel jam-packed at all yeah. but so many things happen like steven steven and greg have their own weird intimate scene at the beginning yeah, they actually goes for like a little while steven right. has his own dream then we have connie's whole thing and then there's the old jam- like we go so many different places in this episode and if you go back to like marvel None madness that rushed. episode Marble Madness is, like, dying of, like, ah, oh, there's so much to put in here. This episode gets to walk around Korea and have a fashion montage briefly. Yeah. And have them walk through the animation studio. Because it's, like, that well-paced. Because mm-hmm. it's, like, that's, that's why time, yeah. when, there's, when there's jokes in it, it feels appropriate. Because it's, like, boom. We got to walk you around this nice little fucking tour. What do you think is going to be there at the end? Oh, man, it's a little mystery. And then, but that oh, joke man, is a what, cheap, like, But I'm saying yeah, but that joke like, is a cheap joke. Um, so, so I'm going to switch sides here really quickly. Um, uh, I actually can make an argument, um, agreeing with Dylan for the necessity for like the, the really over the top fourth wall break, because at the end of the episode, um, we get a lot of like really heavy emotional action and drama like crammed into it so like i i guess i can see that you you need like kind of a really big joke to set up for greg getting kidnapped by a new diamond uh because we i mean i don't know how much we're going to talk about i guess i'll make this my final thought we didn't really go over any of this but talk about just for a second the uh greg and um blue diamond talking about like the loss of their each of their person but like that one of them took the other one's li- like oh. and the weird how they're like, the same like like that entire exchange and then we had this insane the insane drama that is plus like you know it's blue diamond what the fuck and then we have this insane moment of 
oh my god, Greg's being kidnapped. And then Garnet comes back, and then Garnet says, we're going to fucking space. <laughs> and the episode fucking... Yeah. Like, okay, that's yeah. the dropping of a mic that we have never fucking, like imagined could happen before now like that's like we like my, that's what i was trying to say the pacing is like we literally went for a jaunty like fun roll around korea and then that and then shit, shit yeah. happened and then they turned and it did hard not left into weird. realsville that's an amazing writing and amazing boarding like you made that shit feel natural and just like fucking awesome like that was it was this is like one of the even if you may not enjoy it you have to like admire things about it this is like one of the most technically best paced and written and the art and it was very very good it was one of the technical technical best episodes of this show in my opinion yeah. I, I wanted to say like talk with Dime, blue diamond and greg that was one of the scariest moments for me not because it was like actually terrifying but like the idea that like greg might have accidentally dropped the ball on who he was referring to Fuck, don't say yeah, Rose. Don't say Rose. Fuck, yes, he didn't say Rose. Jesus Christ, he lives another day. Oh, see, I, to me, I, I knew he would, ne- they would never do that, so I was like, this is so fucking emotionally, you know, jarring. Evan, give me your final thoughts. Final thoughts, man, oh man. I just, uh, you know... Like, I, I feel like a lot of times when you watch this series where, uh, with Rose as being like, oh, humans are such fascinating creatures or whatever, you kind of take that for granted. You kind of just take that at its word a little bit. You don't really ever see it. You know, it's just kind of like, humans are great. Okay, cool. Sure. Humans are great. Mm-hmm. Whatever. But this one really shows it when Greg is like, shows like this power to empathize with people and not only empathize, but like offer this thousand year old being some wisdom. You yeah. Know? Like, like this god queen yeah this where, god no, queen. where no one else around her is able to empathize has or ever even... been able to offer her any sort of solace yeah. because and and later we see when she goes to yellow diamond yellow diamond just offers her like rage but also you know? yellow diamond yeah. doesn't appear no one else in her entire culture um is able to speak to her in a way where they're able to be compassionate like right, everyone's exactly. below her like she only has three peers like, mm-hmm. one of them is like, dead like when you're like this god queen like your pearl's not going to talk to you like a person right. obviously like heavy heavy is the head that wears the crown basically yeah yeah exactly yeah so um okay kayla um i i think that this is my favorite episode of this bomb honestly like it was really well paced and uh the animation was really beautiful and the emotions were very pointed and now that i'm looking at the list actually that's actually my favorite episode too um all right so mickey real quick for me for my final thoughts this is one of my favorite episodes because I love the Leiji Matsumoto reference with the blue diamond design, and just this is a really good episode. It is. Yeah. It, is it time for Fuckatrix's final thought? It's yours, yes. Yeah, man. <laughs> so go Fuckatrix. I I I fucking love this episode so much, um, especially the conversation with Greg and Blue Diamond. Like that is my everything because mm-hmm. I'm all about like you keep saying God Queen, but like I would love to like sit down for an hour and have a conversation with this being and get to know like their entire perspective and everything. So Greg doing that for like a minute or two with Blue Diamond was really cool. I think I agree with Kayla that this is probably my favorite episode in the bomb as a whole. Uh, not the best moment in the bomb as a whole. No. The best moment is obviously Yellow Diamond's song. <laughs> yeah, but we'll for get sure. to that when we get to that. Yeah. fucking Patty LaCone. But yeah, so... That's Fuckatrix's take on this. Yeah, alright, and we'll see you in seven or eight days if I fuck up a little bit, but <laughs> Alright, thanks for listening, we love you, and, uh, you know... Stay sexy. There we go.